Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Recording in progress. That means this is in progress. We are doing this mainline executive coaching, ACT and cultural transformation. Bosses, leaders, how are you acting? That's what we want to talk about today. What are they doing? What What is your boss doing behind your back when you're not necessarily watching or paying attention? And we want to talk about something that Adam Grant here, at Adam M. Grant. It's got a meme that he's posted up here. I'm going to read this. This was because some pretty good statements here. A toxic boss stabs you in the back. A selfish boss holds you back. A supportive boss has your back and propels you forward. Even more than performance, great managers invest in people. They promote your growth and well-being. A leader's duty is to care. This is my partner, Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey. This is what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Your boss, what is going on? We want to talk about toxic bosses. We're going to discuss seven different points that come from a particular uh, um, article we got on Career Alley. I don't have, who do, who's the author of this one? Did you happen to notice who the author is? Author, you know what? Um it did not. It actually, uh, Michael, I don't have it. Okay, that's fine. Well, that's Career Alley, thank you. Little plug for you. So seven underhanded tactics your boss may use to manipulate their way, to get it their way. These are the bosses that are working behind you. They're not. They're either stabbing you in the back or they're holding you back. They're not actually promoting you when you're not looking here. They don't have your back for it. Uh, so bosses that really care for their employees, well, they they deal with them one way, but those who don't value you as an employee, they handle you in other ways. So let's take these on one at a time, Rich. First one's about overworking you. Yes, uh, overworking. And, you know, I, I looked on that Career Alley, Michael, and it is just from Career Alley. There was not an author listed. So Career oh. Alley, okay. So overworking you. Uh you know, there's only so much you can do in a day, right? And if you have a boss that's manipulating you, giving you a ridiculously heavy workload, or giving you, uh, gaslighting you, essentially giving you really strange uh, or unreasonable deadlines. Asks that aren't even in yours. and not even in your job yeah. description. Yeah. Yeah. And then not only that, uh, you know, castigate you essentially for not getting it done on time. You know, this is this is a definitely a sign of of a toxic boss or or someone that's manipulating you on purpose. 
Yeah, if they're guilt tripping you because all the work that they've given, you can't keep on if they're shaming you. Good indicator, this person is not a good boss. Something else is going on here. So in one of the ways I'd like to frame this up is this way. Sometimes we give bosses a lot of leeway and a lot of latitude that they really ought not to have, truly. Because a lot of it's not just about getting the work done. It's also about the relationship that you and your boss have with one another, right? right? So think of it this way. If your boss is behaving in a way that you would say, if this were my parents doing this to me, this would not be a good thing. Or if this yeah. is my boyfriend or my girlfriend and they were doing this kind of stuff to me, that would not be a good thing. If it was like a best friend, that would not be a good thing. Or if it's just somebody associated, they were treating me this way. Go, what are you treating me that way? That would, you know, this is not good. Or just somebody in your family treating you this way. Think of it that way. You got to think of it in terms of not titles. Think of it in terms of relationships. Yes. If they're yeah. doing weird things like expecting too much and these other six items will go through, there's something wrong. And it's not you. It's them. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, Especially if they're making you feel guilty for not accomplishing these ridiculously, you know, overburdensome tasks. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a husband or a wife or living with somebody and they're asking you to do all this stuff around the apartment or whatever it is, and you're going, well, what about you? What are you doing? Well, I have to take it easy because I've got more important things to do. And you're going, this definitely is not a partnership. We're not working together on this, right, this right. tandem bicycle. You know, I'm the one in the back doing all the pedaling while you got your feet up on the bars. That's not going to work at all. You know, and I think I think it's important to note, though, in this, that there are going to be times at work when we're going to have, you know, pretty hard deadlines. Things are going to come sure. up. We're going to be, you know, feel like we're overworked, overstressed. But if this is a continuous thing with your 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 supervisor and you, then that's when you really need to start, you know, being concerned about what's going on. Uh, you know, don't think that this isn't something that's going to happen at work occasionally. Because for all of us, it does. All of us, it does. It's just when it's continuously, you know, handed on, put on your plate uh, with no end in sight. Yeah, and, and they're leaving at three. Yeah, exactly. They're leaving at three and they're out the door and you're you're staying late hours and you bet. That's a good sign that something's really not only wrong in that department, but perhaps even drastically wrong in the whole the whole uh, organization if that kind of stuff is going on. So overworking you, shaming you, castigating you, making you feel guilty, and yet really not offering any kind of help at all, uh, yeah. that's a bad sign. If you wouldn't let your parents, your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, good best friend to do this stuff to you, why are you, why are you letting them do it to you? That's what it really comes down to. Absolutely. How about the next one here? Feeling intimidated. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, outright bullying is rightly called out and action can be taken against a perpetrator. That's what this, this article says. But what if your boss is carrying out the act in a more subtle way? That's very interesting. Being very manipulative, uh, you know, constantly undermining your self-confidence. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing that, that I think the, the play here on this particular one is that, you know, you just don't understand life. You're not as smart as I am and how life really works. You're not as street smart. You don't understand the organization here. There's this sense of intimidation. It's not intellect or it's not, I know more technology than you. It's just that you're not up to speed. You don't get it. 
And because you don't get it and I get it, I know more. And therefore, yeah. you got to do what it is that I tell you to do. So it's, me, it's really belittlement is what it is. Oh, they're absolutely. belittling you. They're playing you down. They're not building you up. The whole idea is to make you feel inferior. That's what they want, inadequate. I mean, anybody who does that to you, would you let your spouse do that? Would you let, again, your best friend do that to you? Heck no. Enough. Would you do that? Would you, honestly, would you do that to them? That's a good question. Would you? Yeah. Would you do that to them? If if uh, you don't have an honest, immediate answer on that. <laughs> yeah. You, if you have to think maybe, about that. <laughs> if you have to think about that, you probably need to really step back and are you one of those manipulative bosses? Yeah. Are you if one you gotta, of them? You got to replay that video several times. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, let me think about it. <laughs> That's a good clue. Yep. How about this one? Just being ignored. They're not paying attention to you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's that's an issue in the workplace. I mean, if you're, let's face it, we, we, in a lot of ways, we spend more time at work than we do with our families any other way. And there's a lot of time during the week that we're not at home. We're not with our families. We're at work. We're we're expected to be there. And if you're being ignored, if your your work is being ignored, if your suggestions are being ignored, and we see this a lot, Michael. This you know when people have come up with these great solutions and organizations, and they're shut down, shut down, and the damage that that does over the long term in their self confidence. Uh, becomes very obvious and it continues to grow if that's, you know, if they're constantly being ignored. One CEFO attempted a number of times to let the CEO and the board know that there were some definite problems on the horizon. Yes. And he yeah. attempted to let them know. And several times they, he was just laughed at. He was mocked at. He was just like, you know, just let, why don't you just go and play in your own little sandbox there? We know what's going on. Fast forward 18 months later, the company is hanging on by its fingernails. Yes. And all the signs were there. We even talked to the CFO. What's going on? Is, is this the kind we of sign did. we see? Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm, I'm attempting to tell them. They're not listening to me. They disregard it. Obviously, he left because you can see this was a pointless organization in which to you know operate because they were ignoring him. And the result of that is not only did he, they lose a great talent. Talk about talent. Yes. But they he also lost. Now they're they're in a, a, a you know a really desperate situation at their own company. They were too arrogant, Ar you know it's just hubris stuff. So sometimes you may be telling them things that are very very important. Yep. And they're and they're ignoring that to their demise. Oh, absolutely. And the sad thing was is when we talked to the CFO, we were able to point out some of the issues in his organization and talk to him about the same numbers that he was trying to talk to his CEO about. And he's like, "Those, that's exactly what I've been trying to tell them. And they will not listen. It, it was, you know, the the problem was there, black and white. It is, it, it, and, and it will always show up. And we just got this big bank, Silicon Valley Bank. Yes. Going down, Signature Bank going down. You can count on it. The, the time will come out in the not too distant future when the real story comes out 
the people that were in the places who should have been watching were probably the wrong people. They didn't have the talents. They didn't have the skills. They didn't have the experience. They were doing something else. Who knows what it is they were doing, but they weren't watching out for the organization. They weren't watching out for the people who have you know, their money in these banks. They were yes. doing something else. Again, there were probably signals being going up and down that these people would just ignore them. But yeah, they knew more. They were better at it. Oh, yeah, they were. You watch this. We'll, we'll come back and we'll yeah. revisit on that. You know, the other part of being ignored is, uh, you know, is your supervisor or, you know, someone in that role, a part of the good old boy club. Yeah, could be. You know, and are they just ignoring you because you're not part of that group? Is there a click in your organization? Is there a level which you can't rise above or they're not letting you rise above? And so therefore you're being ignored. Yes, that goes that, into this next very one. as well. Goes into the next one. Not one of the favorites. Not one of the favorites. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Is that, and, and, you know, is there a fraternity or sorority there? You know, something going on, a click going on. Um, you know, that's a big form of manip manipulation. It, it truly is. If you're being pushed down, you're not being allowed to talk, essentially, or to, to deliver some of these things in the organization, which makes great culture, by the way. When we get everybody's input and everybody feels like they're on board, you know, that's that's a sign of a, manipula a manipulative boss. There we go. It puts a whole new spin on, on uh, special needs. Often yes. we think about it, people that may have some sort of disadvantages and this and that, yeah. whatever they may be. But the special needs for those who are in the in-group, it's just you have to understand our needs are greater and more important than yours. Yeah. So therefore, our needs are special. We have special needs for the special people. Yes. <laughs> there, here's another one, Michael, sarcasm. Sarcasm can lead to conflicts. Now, you know, there's some joking and kidding and teasing going around at work. You know, that might be acceptable. But if it, it comes in the form of continuous, you know, belittlement or, you know, continuous sarcasm to the point where it's just every day. You know, this is this is a, a, another son of a toxic boss. Yeah, this is passive aggression. Uh, sarcasm is, is passive aggressive, aggression, and it, it is a way of avoiding conflict. So they let it out in these sarcastic snipes, these shots yeah. that they're taking yeah. at people. And you got to understand that people who do that kind of thing is they already feel one down. Yeah, That means they, they're already feeling lesser than other people. That's why they have to go one up. I feel lesser already, so now I'm going to go up and act like, pretend that, you know, there's that whole faux thing of uh, imposter syndrome. I'm going to pretend like I'm better than you, so I'm going to make sarcastic, passive aggression remarks. Yeah. That stuff is just horrible. That's that's just that's just the worst thing in the world. And it can it can also lead into just avoiding conflicts, not dealing with what's really going on, but instead yeah. of sending out these little barbs, these little you know you know blasts of people, you know, because they're not having they don't have the courage and the clarity of mind to take it on and say, this is what's really going on. Let's deal with it. And that's another sign that there's an issue going on. If if you've got someone in a leadership role, supervisory role, whatever that may be, that's uh, continually avoiding conflicts, the alarms have been raised, things have been you know pointed out, and if they're continually avoiding conflict, and at the same time, 
maybe putting the blame in the wrong place, including throwing you under the bus. Yeah, behind your back. Yeah, doesn't they don't have your back? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They yeah. run and they hide. We don't want we conflict. don't want conflict. Yeah, conflict resolution or dealing with conflict mm-hmm. is a very, 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 very difficult situation in our culture today. Yes, and it, it is really. It mean the lack of courage, the lack of conviction, the lack of standing up for doing for what is the right thing to do. Uh, people are so uh, these days. It's, one hand, some some power plays are so much into shaming and demeaning and putting down the belittlement that we're just talking about that people don't want to deal with all that noise. They don't want to deal with all the emotional, irrational right. garbage that comes up with this. So just shut up, sit down, and just you know hide. It's it's a kind of a freeze uh, technology right. or technique to uh, avoid conflict or just avoid getting into the whole thing. Yeah. And that's the point. Leaders, you can't do that. You've got to be the one that stands up and say, let's take this. Let's take this on. Even if you've got to take a few arrows to get the right things done. We're going to be talking about that in an upcoming podcast. You know, yeah. the kind of leader that does stuff for the right reasons, no matter what. No matter you know, what. That's a, yeah, that's a different uh, That's a different kind of thing. So avoiding conflict is if they're not willing to deal with you and the issues, challenges that you're facing in your role, if they're not willing to help you. And if they're not willing to stand up for the team or the organization or the, the particular department, that's a problem. That's a real problem. It's going to create a lot of blowback sooner or later. Right. And I think this is something a lot of people don't understand is that conflict resolution clears the air. It clears the air and allows you to move forward. It gets rid of any disagreements. It gets rid of maybe any misunderstandings. But There's the, got to be some rules of engagement, though. Absolutely. And, and if, the longer you wait, for, though, the worse it gets. Yeah. If, if it's coming from the power brokers. Yeah, and the power brokers brokers have all the cards, and they're not willing to share the cards in terms of honest communication. Yeah, just being forthright, looking at the facts, looking at things that are in a real of, of what that really is going on, not and getting rid of their own personal bias. Conflict resolution can be devastating because at that point they're hunting heads; they're not looking for answers. Yeah, yeah, or they try to redirect the argument. Yeah. Point it's not my where it doesn't happen. Yeah, where where it's it, it's it's someplace else. Trying to buy time to, so they don't have to avoid. I mean, uh, so they can continue avoiding. They can continue avoiding. That's it. Continue <laughs> avoiding. And you know that's a that's a, a, a you know we've seen this more than once. Same company you talked about, Michael, earlier. We see we've seen this and, and talking to someone who's in the C suite now. It's a continual problem, even at that level. You know that if you've got a procrastinator sitting there in a C seat, yeah, that's what's going on, and you give them an assignment to do, and they're a procrastinator. What can you expect them to do? Nothing. Procrastinate. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rules of life, right here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go up to this last one here. Playing the intellectual card. It's a little bit oh, different boy. than being the street smart person that's been around the block and knows things. Yeah. This is the intellectual card. It's based upon, I know more technology than you do, or based on, I went to college, you didn't go to college, that kind of a thing, right? Yes. So yep. it's, it's more the about, you know. I'm in the room. I, I, I've got yeah. this figured out. Just listen to what I got to say. Yeah, that's it. The propeller head. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, if you got somebody like that that's constantly pulling that thing that I'm I'm smarter 
because of where I've been and what it is I know, and they're unwilling to engage in a conversation, that can be, uh, we yeah. don't want to really work together. This is all about your power, you know, building you up, yeah. making sure that you look good and that he retains or she retains the power. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's here's the thing, too, is if you're an educated professional or if you're someone that has a lot of experience in your field, you deserve that respect. And true leaders understand that they surround themselves with people who are better than they are. When you surround yourselves with people who have more knowledge on particular subjects or is more versed in a different part of your organization, that's that's a sign of a good leader. That's a sign of someone who's going to be um, is going to listen, who's going to value your input, value your education, value your your knowledge, and and instead of saying, you know, no, I know it all, you know, I've got this degree or I've got that degree or I've got this and that going for me, or simply put, they don't they don't want to listen. That's part of that imposter syndrome too, Michael. Right there in that that imposter syndrome, but it's always something that you know good leaders know is to surround themselves with people who are better than they are. Here's the here's the the rule of thumb: there's always someone better. There's always someone better than you. Smarter, yeah, more knowledgeable, more more experience. knowledgeable, and tap that. There are people in your organization that want to to put their skills and talents to the test. Let them. Yeah, when you hire people that are better at something or smarter than you, more experienced than you are at something, if leaders, if you bring somebody into the team, they need to understand we brought you in to be part of the team to now add to the team yeah. what it is that we're doing here. We didn't bring you to, uh, in so that we could put you on a pedestal. Yes. You're still going to be sitting in the same chairs as everybody else. Right. And we're going to treat you as you know an honored part of what it is that we're doing here. But it is not like, you know, let's set you up as a deity. Some some people are kind of strange that way and they want that. So it's okay to be the smart person or even the smartest person in the room. Just know that there's always going to be smarter people around in other places. And even in your own field, there'll be somebody smart. So well, be smart, yeah. be humble. And if you're at a, at a place that is not giving you the space or a safe place, I should say, for to allow you to give 100% effort, then that's something that's definitely a red flag. Yeah, you need to take a, take a look at that because that's um, that's an in, good indication. And 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 then trying to justify it, well, I got to have this job and they don't mean it, all that kind of stuff. Digging deeper to see what's really going on. Well, next time we talk, we'll be talking about some of the remedies, some of the things that you can yes. do to deal with these kind of toxic environments, these toxic bosses, so that the one thing you cannot ever do, this is this is critical. This is critical. You can never allow yourself to become a victim in these situations. In fact, you can never allow yourself to become a victim in any situation. There's always something that you can do. There's probably a number of things that you can do. We want to arm you with some options, some information, some ideas, so that you don't feel like you're victimized and it's all hopeless and you're helpless and there's nothing to do. So yep. keep tuning in. Keep tuning in. And we'll keep being here. <laughs> Well, we never leave these chairs. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, operators standing by. Our wives don't even know our names anymore. No. So. No, she just, yeah, she doesn't, she just is gone. I don't know. 
I, I miss her. I wish I, I wish I knew her name. Yep. <laughs> no, so, we don't know wife names. Anyhow, if if any of these these things we've talked about today, folks, if you you think you are guilty of doing any of these, it's time to take a take a serious look in the mirror, and realize that again we've talked about this before. As a leader, you have other people's careers in your hands, and if you are guilty of doing any of these things that we talked about today, or suspect you might be guilty of doing any of these things, you need to take a serious look at yourself and act, act on it. That's what we do. Mainline executive coaching, ACT, act on it and become better. Yeah. Take the bull by the horns. Don't put up with the bull crap. Yep. Absolutely. So shout shout outs today. Yeah. Shout outs today. We've got some people in Riverdale that are watching. It's just here in our own local state. Some people are picking up on our stuff. Yeah. Keep doing it. Spread the word. Yep. Let us know what we can do for you. We're here to help you. We want to help you. So, uh, balls in your core. We're going to keep having fun here and keep putting it out. Yep. And you're welcome to join. So, once again, until next time, take care of each other, take care of yourself, and we'll see you again soon. Yeah, all the best. Leaders lead. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.